What's going on, loyal listeners? Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor, showing you guys daily about the best game on earth, Magic the Gathering, in the best format in the world, the modern format. Uh, I'm, I'm rummaging through the Facebook group, the Masters of Modern Facebook group here. What I found is uh, Tommy Yo suggested the question in, in mostly creature-based decks, Duskwatch Recruiter or Tireless Tracker. Well, Duskwatch Recruiter and Tireless Tracker both recently printed cards, both of which uh, incrementally generate card advantage through uh, marginal advantage turn to turn. Um... Obviously, Tireless Tracker has this ability that costs mana to reveal cards and get creatures in your hand, whereas uh, Tireless Tracker, uh, you know, creates a a clue and also puts a token on your creature to make your creature bigger. So, which is better? Well, to do, to answer the question, it would be suggesting that this is truly an apples to apples comparison, and it's not. Because they're just two green creatures that are both recently printed that both have marginal card advantage. What it really is, is a discussion of two drop versus three drop. Which is the conversation that I'm going to have right now. So two drop versus three drop. Now, on the most basic intrinsic level, obviously things that cost less mana in magic are more efficient. Things that cost more mana are supposed to have a higher density of power. uh, And that's supposed to be the breakdown. Now, this is not always the case, right? Um, era to era, year to year, Tarmogoyf's better than Crawler, and it costs four mana less. So it's not like it's, you always get it. You know, there's a difference in rarity and all these things. But when you're talking about cards that were printed at the same, or, or not the same, but similar rarity, close to each other, that both see a lot of play, you're supposed to be able to get that kind of comparison. Well, here's the thing. While I do think that Tireless Tracker generates more advantage for less over time, and it really does, because think about it, like playing a land, generating a clue, then that clue being able to activate at instant speed at any time to continue to draw cards, it's not just isolated to creatures, the creature getting bigger, the fact that the creature can get bigger and with a fetch land can get plus two, plus plus two, plus two, basically permanently, um, very good, you know, very, very powerful, it, it, it's, it's a really good card, but... The thing is, it costs three mana. And the value of two versus the value of three, it's not just about things that cost less being more efficient. It's about the way the composition of a deck breaks down in modern based on the turns of the game. Your average game of modern lasts about eight turns. Um, Your average game of modern lasts about eight turns. So if you think about that, and you think about the fact that the average modern deck is playing between 20 and 21 lands at this point, most decks will hit their second land drop and I would say more than 50% of the time hit their third land drop. And after that third land drop, there's a pretty low likelihood of consistently hitting your fourth land drop in most decks. Now, most of what I'm talking about here is not based on empirical evidence that I can show you guys. This is mostly based on observation, having played a lot of modern and talked about a lot of modern. But most of the time in, in a in any sample draw playing against an opponent, hitting your fourth land on turn four is probably something that happens less than 40% of the time. And it's because in a 60-card deck, if you have a one in three chance, the fact that you would get three lands in a row means that you have hit you have hit your, your first one-sixth of your deck. You've gone through the first nine cards, which means you should hit about three lands. That would make sense, considering you're roughly playing one-third of your deck as lands. And it would mean that hitting a fourth land on turn four is a much lower probability. 
So that being said, if you think about the difference between a two drop and a three drop, hitting your three drop on turn three, totally fine. Hitting your three drop and also a one drop on turn four, much less likely. Hitting two two drops on on turn four, also much less likely. You got to think about it in terms of it's not just a question of power. It's a question of efficiency in the cards in your hand. How many of them are you going to be able to play in how many turns of the game? Which is why, in my opinion, a two-drop will win over a three-drop almost 100% of the time. It's incredibly difficult in modern to justify playing three-drops. I find them to be the most awkward CMC in the entire format. And I'm going to elaborate on that in just a moment in part two. Thanks for listening to the station, guys. Hope I'm not throwing too many, uh, you know, estimated percentages at you guys, but uh, these are observations I have as a, as a frequent modern contributor. So thanks for listening. Favorite the station. If you guys like what you're hearing, find me on Twitter at Ben Bateman Media. Let's keep talking modern. What's up, guys? Welcome back. It's part two here on 10 Minutes of Modern. Chat with you guys daily about Magic the Gathering, the best game in the world. Just shared some ideas about two drops versus three drops, um, and I wanted to talk about a few more things as they pertain to three drops specifically. Now, this is the station on Anchor where we talk to you guys about modern every day and only modern. And uh, I want to remind everybody here, if you're not already doing it, download anchor.fm, follow the station, 10 minutes of modern, uh, get on board. So here's the deal, guys. Three drops in modern aren't good. Everybody knows this. This has been the case for a long time. Even going back to you know, Geist of St. Traft on turn three or uh, Knight of the Reliquary, cards that come into play that don't immediately do something historically have not had a place in modern. And you have things like Monastery Mentor that people have tried to make work. You have cards like Wake Thrasher that dominated its standard that is a modern relevant creature type that doesn't see play. Cards like Gutter Snipe with crazy, insane potential to do wild things if you untap with them. But if they don't do something when they enter the battlefield, they're just not good enough. The kind of things that have to be able to... The, the kind of cards that you can play that don't do something when they enter the battlefield are cards like Birthing Pot. Cards like Knight of the Reliquary. And even that, even Knight of the Reliquary, only now, right, only now in these days does it have a, does it have a combo that can outright win the game. Um, whereas, you know, Birthing Pot, obviously, if you untap it, it comboed with every single card in your deck. So... Why is that the case? Well, everybody knows that, as I said, you know, Modern has an average turn span of eight turns. So if you play a three drop in Modern that doesn't do anything, and you untap that three drop, and then try to play your four drop or go to turn four, you've effectively entered 50% of the game, and you have not done much. Now, unless, unless you're playing Jund, and you've gone Thoughtseize, Dark Confidant, Liliana of the Veil, but even Liliana does something. Liliana kills a creature or discards a card when you play it. So that's the reason Liliana of the Veil gets to be so good. What it really comes down to is that even if you do two good things on turn one and two, most every single deck in modern is doing something good on turn one or turn two. But most decks in modern are not doing something that's a do-nothing on turn three, which is what the problem is. Now, if every single deck in modern committed to playing three drops, you'd be in a different state, but you're not because they don't. I do think that there's always opportunity to exploit. So if you are looking at the game, at the, at the what's out there, and you're saying to yourself, most people aren't playing sor you know, sorcery speed three drops, maybe there's an opportunity for me to take advantage of that and, and go against the trend, you know, pull, pull a Greg Popovich, so to speak, and, you know, zig what everybody else is zagging. But 
for the most part, that's why. And if you even go deeper, as I was just talking about a second ago on the other, the other part of this, you know, three drops specifically have a problem with the way you hit your land drops in modern. It's not the kind of thing where you're going to likely hit your fifth land on turn five because the density of land count in these decks is not 25. It's 20 to 21. Which means the likelihood of hitting your fourth turn on land four, on turn four is pretty low, and the likelihood of hitting your fifth land on turn five is exceptionally low. So a three drop and a two drop is probably not something that's going to happen. Even a three drop and a one drop is probably something that's not going to happen. So you really, like, even if you're doing something like you're playing a deck that would benefit greatly from play, playing a three drop, like a good example of this would be the Monastery Mentor Moderate deck I was playing last week, or this current deck I'm working on with uh, young pyromancers and, and, you know, flame jabs and all that. Even in those decks where Monastery Mentor is one of the best cards in the deck in theory, or Gutter Snipe is like my effectively untap combo win card, I'm playing two Gutter Snipes. I'm playing four Thermo Alchemists, but two Gutter Snipe, even though Thermo Alchemist is the significantly worst card in the deck for what I'm trying to do. And that's just because I can't afford to spend a turn. If you've ever been on the draw and played a three drop that doesn't do anything on the draw, you'll know what I'm talking about. It doesn't seem anywhere near as bad in theory as it actually is in person. And mathematically, the way that card power is designed in modern, where you have powerhouse two drops and efficient one drop interaction, three drops themselves getting a one for one with no impact on turn three for three mana just doesn't do enough. Even four drops are better than three drops because usually four drops are significantly more powerful. They just are. Anyway, guys, those are my thoughts on why three drops in modern are bad. Um, feel free to call in with your thoughts if you want to disprove my theory. Share them on the station. I will play your call-ins. I will respond to them. Thanks for listening to the station. As always, guys, download Anchor.fm. Find the station 10 Minutes of Modern. Favorite if you like what you're hearing. Find me on Twitter at Ben Media and listen to the Masters of Modern podcast on a collective.company every week.